Hallelujah, Lord. Woo. Give the Lord a big God bless you. Come on. Come on, you do better than that. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. What a blessing of the Lord. You may be seated if you can. Uh, if you don't mind, I, to me, I'm a southerner. And man, when I walked out that plane, I went, Jesus. <laughs> so I kept my coat on. <laughs> Praise God. It's such a high honor to be here once again all these years. We've been, I think I came here when I had brown hair. Anybody remember? <laughs> Y'all weren't even born then, huh? <laughs> to that kind of stuff. But God has been so good and gracious. We thank you for coming out tonight. We will also be here tomorrow morning at what time? At 10? At 10 o'clock. And if you don't have a, a home church or something, and we'd love to see you. But if you have a home church, then you ought to go to your church. Those kind of things. But God is so good and gracious. Stand to your feet one more time. And let's just invite him into this, into this room right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We call those things would be not as though they were because they will be. We know in whom we have believed and we're persuaded. And if you be for us, then who could be against us? So God, I thank you in advance that people will receive what they're coming for spiritually, physically, financially, every area of their life. Lord, I just wouldn't mind you coming this year. In fact, I wouldn't mind you coming tonight. Just whatever you want to do. Father, I just thank you. And I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded. And I thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Give him one more standing ovation. What a blessing of the Lord. Woo. Hallelujah. Okay, you can be seated. Come quickly, Joe. I brought some things since I saw you last, some new stuff. I've heard it all. It's very good. God is so good. This is our newest built book called The Hidden Help. Anybody ever see me on social media, on the boardroom chats? Anybody ever watch that boardroom chats and faith the facts and all that kind of stuff? This is a, a book that I wrote about my angelic visitations that I've had, and I call it The Hidden Help. And it is a blessing. We, I mean, it, it sold out in three days. And we have a lot of people that got this thing. I mean, it's amazing. And it, it's dealing with the mysterious work of angels in the Bible and in my life. So I do a teaching on angels and things of that nature. But I also talk about the different, uh, uh, you know, experiences that I've had with angelic beings. It's a blessing of the Lord. And I mean, it will minister to you and bless you. And people, are, are, they just can't get over this book. It's called The Hidden Help. I was on, anybody ever seen Flashpoint? Yeah, I was on Flashpoint and Hank Coonham and all, they all went slap nuts over there. I started talking about angels. And, and, uh, and they want me to, what do y'all think? Let me ask y'all, you know, I, they want me to be a regular on that. You think I should? <laughs> I do enough work. I'm, I'm running off the, and I said, so I'll give you one a month. And, oh, you got to do more than that and all that kind of stuff. I'm not really what I call political, but I'll tell you what I believe. You see what I'm saying? That kind of stuff. I hope you can get this book. The hidden help. Do you have this, Nikki? Okay, give this to Nikki when you go down there. And then this right here. I love this book. This, this book here is me, entitled I Never Learned to Doubt. I know nothing of doubt whatsoever at all. Let me show you why. Have you ever saw me sad, sick, depressed, discouraged, despondent, broke? <laughs> you know why? Not because I... I have more faith in you. I just, I know nothing of doubt. I, I refuse to doubt. I, you know, we, me and Kathy, we were both raised Catholic. Kathy never read the Bible until after she was saved. Because if you're a Catholic person, back in those days, you didn't read the Bible. Because only the priest could interpret the Bible. So you didn't. And, you, and they taught you two prayers, the Hail Mary prayer and now Father prayer. And that's about it. And, uh, you know, and you went to confession and you lied. 
Anybody went to confession and lied? Hold your hand up. Don't lie. Yes. Trying to get out with three Hail Marys and three Our Fathers. I mean, you, you, do, you do what you got to do, <laughs> you know. So I didn't, we didn't read the Bible. And then when we got actually born again, both of us, not at the same time. Catherine first got born again. And then a few years later, I did, uh, watching Billy Graham. And that's the reason why I love television, because I got born, born again through television ministry. And uh, I said, I got to read this Bible. And they told me I couldn't understand it. And I started reading. I said, I can Now, most people tell you to start reading with the book of John. I started with page one. I mean, that's how you read a book, huh? Page one, you know. So I started in Genesis. I did real good in Genesis and my Exodus. But when I got to Leviticus, I said, this is a bloody book here, buddy. I need some help on this, baby, you know, that kind of stuff. It's, and I never learned to doubt. So I know nothing of it whatsoever at all. And I refuse to. This, I, I wish the Lord let me preach this, preach some of this. This one. Ooh, it, it's, it's a powerful book because doubt is what stops people. Doubt is mental anemia. It's actually a form of atheism. See, when you doubt God's word, you doubt that he exists. Do you know that? In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. This thing is sold out four or five times. In three days, I put it on Amazon. It was the number one bestseller. And I hope you can get it. It's back there on the Hidden Help. And then this year, I, I really enjoyed this new DVD. I love DVDs. Think if you had Jesus on DVD or John the Baptist. Wouldn't that be something? I call it the experience of spiritual thinking. Because you see, you are a spirit housed in a soul and clothed in a body. If you don't think with your mind, you think with your spirit through a renewed mind and through a crucified body. I'm telling you, this will shake you to your shoes. It's a blessing. Think like God and you think higher. It's back there if you'd like to get that. Anything else? Good. Hallelujah. Give Jesus a hand clap and go give that to all of that to Nikki. Hallelujah. And you'll be blessed by it. How many of you people, you may have seen me on television or social media. If this is the first time you've ever seen me in person, would you stand to your feet? Just stand to your feet. My God, where have y'all been? Thank you for coming. You may be saying, give him a hand clap. Thank you. What a blessing of the Lord. Now, I don't know if I can do this, Eric or somebody. Could I put this thing down there? Can, could I come down there? Would that be possible? Would y'all do I, I, The closer I get to you, the younger I look. <laughs> At least that's, that's what I believe. The other day I, went, I was doing this. I was coming off a platform and a man grabbed my hand. I said, I can walk. I'm not that old. But it's got, I can walk, you know. Hallelujah. I mean, couldn't get over that. Hallelujah. How many people brought your Bibles or your iPads or your, or your uh, telephones or whatever you use for Scripture? Yes. Hold it up. Come on. I want to see it. Good, good. I want you to turn with me today to the book of Luke chapter 19. I wasn't going to preach this today. I had something. I guess what, I'm gonna pre what I was going to preach now, I guess I'll preach tomorrow. But on the plane coming over, I, this thing began to come up in my spirit. St. Luke chapter 19 I want to start reading with verse one, very familiar scripture. And I want to say this, uh, me and Kathy, my wife, and she would be here, but she's not a pastor of the church, so she, she does all that stuff. I travel all over the world and stuff like that. So she apologized, told me to apologize she couldn't make it tonight because she's preparing for tomorrow morning. But uh, me and Kathy are totally opposite. How I ever married that woman, I don't know how. Because everything she does, I don't do. Everything I do, she doesn't do. We were totally, completely opposite. But I noticed something about opposites. Opposites attract. You ever notice that? 
Why is that? You ever wonder about that? Well, let me tell you something. Outcasts attract. Opposite attract and outcasts. People that are considered outcasts, they attract, are attracted to each other. And I want to deal with that today. And I want you to see something, something very, uh, just very simple, but it's actually profound. And in Luke chapter 19, I like to read out the old King James Version Bible. I want to start reading with verse 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. Everybody say rich. rich. It's a four-letter word. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. People say, that money is bad. Ladies and gentlemen, if money is so bad, how come you have a hard time giving it away? I kind of like to know that, if it's bad. Because you know, if you eat something bad, you spit it out real quick, don't you? So evidently, money must not be bad because you hold on to it. Now, you don't fall in love with it because if you do, that's what makes it bad. And he was rich, this man. And he sought to see Jesus, verse 3, who he was, and could not for the press because he was little of stature. He's a short guy. He ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. See, I'm sick of mine. Are you sick of yours? <laughs> Think about that for a minute. He climbs up to a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. Now, I want you to see this. This is amazing to me. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must abide at thy house. Have you ever had people invite themselves over to your house? Hold your hand up. And you didn't really want them to come. <laughs> don't, lie, don't hold your hand up on that one, for God's sake, you know. And Jesus just looked at the guy and he said, hey, Zach, I'm coming to your house. Now think about that. Most people wouldn't like that. But notice something about Zacchaeus. I like what the next verse. He made haste and came down and received him joyfully. When they saw it, there's always some churchy person looking at something they shouldn't be looking at. The Pharisee, the Sadducee, the Zealot. When they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was going to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. How did they know Zacchaeus was a sinner? What made them think he was a sinner? They didn't like the job he had because he worked for the Roman government. Think about that for a minute. So they automatically said he's a sinner. He was a publican. He's a sinner. A sinner. What's this? Watch this. Verse 8 is the most amazing thing. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. Jesus didn't ask him to do that. Jesus did not require Zacchaeus to do any of that. Amen. He just said it. Lord, behold, Half of my goods I give to the poor. And if, notice the word if, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold, which he didn't do. See, they thought he was stealing. He didn't do any of that. The church world was blaming him for that. I have been rawly persecuted by the best. People lie like a dog about me because I'm a blessed man. It ain't my fault. What you want me to do? Yeah. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. What are you mad at me for? I'm just being biblical. Yeah. They just lie. 
come up with all kinds of crazy stuff, twist things I say. Why? Murmur. Murmur. Zacchaeus didn't do any of that. He just happened to work for the Roman government. He was a publican or a Republican, whatever you want to know. I'm just, you know, whatever. You know, he had a job. Well, he shouldn't be working for the Roman government. Well, who are you to tell him where he should work? I mean, if President Biden was here and you work for an all company, he'd be mad at you. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. People tell me all the time, you don't worry about Biden at all. I said, no, because he ain't going to remember anything he said the next day. So what's the difference? <laughs> now, don't get mad at me for God's sake, you know. I'm just being honest. Am I telling the truth? <laughs> he don't even know what title. Is it 7, 8, 40? <laughs> it's, to me, it's hilarious. But anyway. Oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. <laughs> Watch this. He said, if I've done anything... I restore it fourfold. Look what Jesus said in verse 9. Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for so much as the also is a son of Abraham. Now, Jesus calls him a son of Abraham. The church calls him a sinner. Which one are you going to believe? Now, notice that they, Zacchaeus was an outcast. Jesus was an outcast. They didn't like him neither. But notice that opposite attract and outcast attract. Jesus was attracted to Zacchaeus. Not because he was rich, because there was something good inside of him. You see, you got to look for the goodness in people. You see what I'm saying? But yet outcast attract. Know something about Jesus. All the rural area. You could say it like this. If Jesus was in Ohio, Botkins would love him. Columbus would kill him. Because when he got to Jerusalem, they hated him because people were drawn to Jesus. And these guys thought they might lose a little bit of their power. And that's what Jesus said. I call him a son of Abraham. My God, man. And then notice the next statement. For the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Isn't that something? Now, most people wouldn't touch Zacchaeus with a 10-foot pole, but Jesus is going to eat dinner with him. I wonder how many times that Jesus passed by Zacchaeus' house that he, he had dinner. He said, if, if I've done anything wrong, I return it for full. But he didn't do anything wrong. He just happened to work for the Roman government. See what I'm saying? And you understand, and you know, would you be mad at somebody if they work for the IRS? Okay, next question. A lot of people work for the IRS. I mean, you know, you shouldn't be mad if you pay your taxes. Now, they shouldn't be bullying you and all that kind of stuff. I don't believe in that. Do I think they get too much? Yeah, I do. You know, I don't mind giving the government money if they just would use it right. But if I ran my ministry in my life like the government, I'd be broke and in jail. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, opposites attract, but so do outcasts. Jesus was attracted to him. He said, I call him a son of Abraham. Write this down if you're taking notes. Jesus said this, he said, I came to seek and save. To seek and to save is a quest and a conquest. That's what Jesus came for. He came to save is a quest and a conquest. To save is restoration. To seek means tireless pursuit. Now, people say, why do you preach so much? What, the Bible said, go to the world and preach the gospel to how many creatures? How many creatures? 
all creatures, see? And people say, when are you going to retire? Do I look tired? I don't think I'll ever retire. I don't think it's in my DNA. I'm 73 years old. I don't, I, you know, people say, you don't look at what I am. I feel good. I don't have any problem. As far as, if there's something wrong with me, I don't know what it is. And that's not the issue, but I've just made up my mind. I want Jesus to come in my lifetime, not because I'm afraid to die. I, if that happens, I'll, when I cross that bridge, I'll see how I handle that. But I made up my mind. There's a whole generation saw him go up. There's a whole generation going to see him come down. How many of y'all wanted to be you? I wanted to be me. I just, I just want to go for the ride's sake. I want to go in a rapture so bad. People say, I don't believe in the rapture. Stay here. Do what you got to do. But Jesse going out on the first load. So look what Jesus said in verse 10. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So to seek and to save is a quest and a conquest. To save is restoration. To seek means tireless pursuit. See, we must believe in the best of people. No matter how bad they are, you must believe in the best of people. We must have unconquerable confidence and superb faith. Why? Which qualifies us to become a friend. Jesus said, I call you friends. I like being a friend to Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? I like saying this. Hello, Jesus. Hi, Jesse. People ask me all the time about prayer. I mean, prayer saves a man. You know, prayer moves a man and man moves a mountain. That's how that works. Prayer is the language of God. But you know, I prefer to have conversations because when you're praying, you're usually asking God for something. Oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. Oh, Lord, Jesus. I mean, but when you have conversation, you go, hey, Jesus. He said, what you want, Jesse? What? You mean you could talk like that? Yeah. Why? He called you a friend. You see, Zacchaeus became Jesus' friend. And Jesus called him a son of Abraham. So, 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 so you might, let, let me say it again. We must believe in the best of people. Why? We must have unconquerable confidence and superb faith, which qualifies us to become a friend. You see, you know, Nicky, some people believe in original sin. I prefer to believe in original goodness. Write that down. That'll help you. Now, I understand the doctrine of original sin. I, I can be homiletical, hermeneutical, philosophical, theological. I am Dr. Jesuit. I got three degrees. That, ain't, that don't mean nothing, but I mean, you, you understand what I'm saying? But I prefer to believe in original goodness. But you see, God don't create nobody bad. God, God, did, not, God did not create Satan. God created Lucifer. Lucifer created Satan. You see what I'm saying? He don't create bad people. People do bad things. He don't do those things. And people blame God. Like if a tornado comes, an act of God. God ain't sending no twister to your house. But you'd be surprised. They always blame God about this and about that, you know. Well, you know, when God does it here, that's another lie. The Bible says, by stripes you what? Were? Past tense? So before you ever got sick, you were healed. Well, why don't? Let me tell you why. The power of the Lord is always present, but sometimes it's not always received. If you go to the book of St. John, I believe it's chapter 17, the Bible said there was a doctor of the law sitting by every town in Galilee, Judea, Samaria, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then a guy shows up who has four crazy friends. They tear up the roof of the house to put this guy down in front of him. Watch this. And Jesus healed that guy. Everybody needs four crazy friends. Somebody decided to pay for that man's roof to get that guy in front of Jesus because the place was packed. But the power of the Lord was present to heal who? Not the sick of the palsy guy. He hadn't got there yet. 
the Pharisee and the doctor of the law. See, God heals everybody. Will you receive it? God saves everybody. Will you accept it? Why did it take so long for God to save me? Sure, it wasn't God's fault. It was mine. Because he gave me free will. Sometimes I wish he wouldn't give us free will. But you see, that's the only way you know if somebody really loves you, if they got the ability to walk away from you. See, so I, yeah, I understand the doctrine of, of original sin, but I, pr I prefer to believe in original goodness. See, people, people say, but just they love everybody. Yeah. That's what Jesus said to do. Now, there's some people I don't like. There's a vast difference between loving people and liking people. See, when I say some people I don't like, you just remember the ones you don't neither. Some people are not thorns in the flesh. Some of them are complete bushes. <laughs> Am I telling the truth? Whew, Lord. The other day was so funny, man. Kathy's mother's 91 years old, okay? Uh, so we went over Christmas Eve to her house. When Kathy walked through the door, Kathy's mother bust out crying. Oh, Kathy. When she saw me, she quit crying. <laughs> you know why? Because I'm an in-law. Kathy is the law. <laughs> you know See, it, you can say what you want. Blood's thicker than water, baby. That's just the way it is. So when you understand some people believe in original sin, I prefer to believe in original goodness. But why? That's why Jesus was a friend of publicans and sinners. He saw the goodness. That's why he was angry with the church, because they were always trying to hurt somebody. Now, I'm not anti-church, because gates of hell do not prevail against the church. See what I'm saying? So I had a lady tell me one time, she said, I'm leaving this church. I leave I said, why are you leaving this church, mama? She said, there ain't no love in this church. Ain't no love. I just looked at her. I said, well, you got love? Yes, I do. I said, where are you going? You got what the church needs. Amen. She didn't like what was going on. Well, you got to understand something about pastor. A pastor is like a teacher. He's going to say something, he or she, whoever it may be, going to say something you ain't going to like. It's like your parents. You love your parents, but, you know, they're going to say some things you don't like. But they're not doing it to hurt you. They're doing it to help you grow. You see? So I prefer to be called a friend of Christ. A friend. Remember that song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus? Oh, him. You know what I'm saying? And when you understand that, that's what Jesus was saying about Zacchaeus. He said, that's a good man. But the church has thrown him away. He's an outcast. I understand how you feel, Zach, because I'm an outcast too. But I was attracted to you. Just like opposite attract, outcast attract. You got to understand that, see? So some people believe in original sin. I prefer to believe in original goodness. So me, I can preach in any denomination, non-denomination, interdenominational church. I preach in Jewish synagogues. I've spoke to the Muslims. I mean, I just, I just let my light shine. And people say, there's something about that man. I said, yes. <laughs> See, turn on your hard light. I just let my light shine. That doesn't mean I'm perfect because I'm not perfect. Ask Kathy. She'll tell you I'm not perfect at all. See, but when you understand that the only Jesus some people may ever see is the Jesus in you or the Jesus in me, we have a responsibility to see the goodness in people. You see what I'm saying? Zacchaeus' conversion is the clearest illustration of the love of God in action. The church is throwing this man away and Jesus is taking him into it and calling him a son of Abraham. 
I love that, see. So you got to understand about your spirit. There was two guys in the Bible. One was very, very popular, and his name was Elijah. There ain't too many Elijahs in the Bible. Whoo, Moses, Elijah, you're getting up on high. That's getting up there. But he had a servant named Elisha. Now, Elisha loved Elijah. Now, Elijah was more of a rambunctious man. So he said, he said, now, Elijah, I got to go over to Bethel. I want you to stay here. Elijah said, you ain't going nowhere without me. Where you go, I go. So they went to Bethel. When they got to Bethel, the prophets of Bethel came up to Eli Elisha and said, hey, you're, I heard that God's going to take your boss away from me. Yeah, I know it. Shut up. Go read it. It's in the Bible. Yeah, I know it. Shut up. Now, I, evidently, Elijah got his business taken care of. So he comes up to Elisha and said, now, Elisha, listen, I got to go over to Jericho. And I said, I want you to stay. He said, well, you go out. You ain't going nowhere without me. Well, you go, I go. That's a friend, buddy. Stick a closer than a brother. So they go to Jericho. Sure enough, here come the Jericho prophets. They said, hey, Elijah, I heard that God's going to take up your boss. Yeah, I know it. Shut up. Did you notice that the prophets of Bethel and the prophets of Jericho were saying the same thing? When are our prophets going to say the same thing? Think about it. Let that sink for a second. When are our prophets going to say the same thing? People that call themselves prophets. Mm -hmm. Do you know how much Elisha loved Elijah? God had to separate Elisha from Elijah. He was hanging on to him. He going to go up in the chariot with you. You ain't going nowhere without me. And Elijah said, what do you want? He said, I want a double portion of your spirit. Elijah said, you asked for a hard thing. But if you see me go up, it's yours. Now watch this. God had to get in between Elijah and Elisha to stop Elijah from grabbing. He said, he ain't going nowhere without me. And as he went up in the whirlwind, Elijah dropped his mantle. Now Elijah had a prophet school. He was the head of a prophet school. So watch this. Elisha picks up the uh, mantle and starts walking through the river Jordan. There's 50 prophets, Marge, on the other side of the river. Watch it, because I know what they're thinking. Who's going to run the school? Yeah. Who, who's going to be the head of the prophet school? Yeah. Elisha takes Elijah's mantle and he strikes the water. Boom! The Jordan River splits. You know what the prophet said across the river? The spirit of Elijah is on Elisha. What does that mean? Let me tell you something. Your spirit will attract people. And your anointing will keep people. Write that down. That'll help you. You see, your spirit will attract people. And your anointing will keep people. You see, because they're going to see that original good. See, he didn't ask for a double portion of his anointing, even though he got it. He asked for a double portion of his spirit. Because the spirit of man... The candle of the Lord. The spirit is what's attractive. And it grabs people. Then if you have any anointing, it will keep people in every area of their lives. So Zacchaeus' conversion is the clearest illustration of the love of God in action. Yeah, think about that. We sometimes, and I hate to say that, but it's true, we sometimes have to pass through the fire of people's disapproval. You can if you love lit and if you love mastered. We sometimes have to pass through the fire of people's disapproval. Some people ain't going to like what you do. You can if you love lit and love mastered. You know, you just keep going. I can't change who I am. 
I'm not going to change what I say because I'm only say what Jesus says. That's what Jesus said. I only say what my father says. I only do what my father says to do. Now, there's something, Jesus, that the father said, I don't particularly care for. What? Well, there's some things God said, brother, I, I, I wish I could tear it out the Bible. But don't look at me weird. Baptists do it. I'm not anti-Baptist. Methodists do it. Episcopalian, Presbyterian, even Pentecostals. Oh, we lost a few right there. Church of God, Church of Christ, Word of Faith, full gospel, symbols of God. Look how many different kinds of Christians we got. There's some things in this. I've said it here. I believe every year I've come. There's some things in this Bible, Nikki. I wish I could just tear it out. Bless those that curse you. What? What? You cuss me. You want to dance with me? You want some of this? I believe in healing. I'm going to break your legs, sucker. You mess with me. That ain't easy to bless those that curse you. Do you just stick your hand in your pocket and say, you just curse me. Let me give you $100. What? No. Pray for those that despitefully use you. There's somebody, somebody always writing an article to me about something, and they twist everything I say. I noticed a man got a ribbon on. I like that ribbon. Two years ago, brother, I preached a sermon at our home church, and I wore a big bow. Did you see it? I wore that big bow, okay? And why well, I said, oh, I, I, I got him right. They, they call me blasphemous. Because I saw in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not bear. And they say would not, brother. They said should not. But have everlasting life. Then it dawned on me that we're the gift that Jesus gave to his father. That's why he went to the cross and died for us, ma'am. Oh, and, and I use Isaiah 9, verse 6, that the, uh, he's called the wonderful counselor and mighty God. The government's on his shoulders. Whoa, that's what made him mad. I said, well, yes, where does Christ live? In you, right? Not on you, right? In you. Any, how many pastors we got here? Okay. In you, right? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, when's the last time you saw Jesus go down to the Senate and cast a vote? When's the last time you saw him go, go to the House of Representatives and vote for Kevin McCarthy? <laughs> I just saw all Ain't that, that's a crazy thing. Actually, that's history in the making. Even though I didn't like it, I thought, that happened 100 years ago. Let me tell you something about democracy. It's real messy, but everybody's trying to get here. I don't see people jumping the fence to go to Mexico. Something about America they want. They call it the promised land. Well, where does Christ live? He lives in you. So the government is on Christ, but it's also on us. Gives us the freedom of choice to vote, to do what you want. Oh, they think, blasphemy, black, no. See, they don't understand in Christ. They don't understand what it means. Well, he doesn't understand hermeneutics. Where's that camera at? Hermeneutics, you want a theological, homiletical, hermeneutical, philosophical debate? Come on. Now, yeah, I understand hermeneutics. I understand homiletics. That's not the issue. Christ in us, not on us or around us, in us. So the government is on God. Yes, we're not God, but we are a son of God. So it's on us too. Oh, they're writing articles about, oh, they just think that's crazy. They just think that's nuts. And they get mad at me because I have a jet. But they all want to fly in it. <laughs> Why are you saying that? We sometimes have to pass through the fire of people's disapproval. Wow. 
Not God's. You can if you love it and if you love mastery. Yeah. So I just let my light shine. People say, how come you're so blessed though? Deuteronomy 8.18. That's why. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. Now, if that's bad, why would he give you power to get it? No, it should never control you. You control it. Why does God tell us to give? I'll tell you exactly the truth. The law of Genesis. As long as the earth remains, seed time, harvest time. It's in the... It's, it's spiritually, physically, financially. Everything starts with a seed. Everything. And develops into a harvest. So Jesus was attracted to Zacchaeus. See, his spirit attracted Zacchaeus, and Jesus' anointing kept him and called him a son of Abraham. So I don't try to convert people because I can't. And let me shock you with this, and neither can God without their permission. Because he gave you free will. You have a right to go to heaven and a right to go to hell. Why would you want to go to hell? I don't believe in hell. That don't change it whether you believe in it or not. It's still the truth. It is. You see, so sometimes we have to go through those disapproval things. I wish we wouldn't. And you know, when people get mad about your opinion, I think of opinions as transitory forms of thought. Floating on the ocean of life, they change with every wave. You see, everybody's going to have different ways of thinking. People see a glass half empty, some see it half full. But it's actually the same if you look at that. See, we must bring passion to indifference and fervor to coldness. I like to bring passion to indifference and fervor to coldness. So when I'm invited to preach in a church that's not of my, what I believe, I go. And I have some ministers get mad at me. You know, he went down to that church. Well, so did Jesus. Yeah. 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 I've been asked to preach in Jewish synagogue. I love them. Sometimes I don't know where to stand because it's not like this. But the rabbis like me. They say, you say very interesting things. <laughs> they watch me all the time. Because I understand the Talmud. I have the Talmud, the Jerusalem and the Babylonian Talmud. I have the Midrash, the Mishnah. I have everything they have. They can't get over. They've come to my home. Look at my library. My God, you have what we have. I said, well, you can't have Christianity without Judaism. Judaism is, Christianity is founded upon Judaism. So they asked me to come preach at the synagogue. So I went. <laughs> I've said this so many times. Because to me, it's so funny. I said, now, Rabbi, you know I'm a Christian. Yes, yes. I said, is, is it okay if I say Jesus? He goes, not too much. <laughs> I bust out. I didn't get mad. So you know what I preached on? The God of Abraham. I can get Jesus in there, baby. I know how to get Jesus in there. The God of Abraham. Oh, they loved it. The God of Isaac. The God of Jacob. They said, you have such revolution. I said, you know, how many patriarchs you had? Three. I said, two of them had a name change. One didn't. People never think of that. 
Abraham had a name change. He was Abram. And God said, no longer would anybody call you Abram. You're going to be called Abraham, a father of many nations. My God. And his wife couldn't get pregnant. But you think that bothers God? This man wanted kids. I don't doubt Sarah was totally different from Abraham. But he didn't have, but he loved Sarah. Isn't that something? And he changed Jacob. Well, let me just finish that. And from the minute he changed Abram to Abraham, go through all the Bible, they never once called him Abram anymore. Now, Isaac, he was a regular Jew. Isaac is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They, they plug it up your wells, we'll dig some more. Yet God blessed him, the dew would come upon his, his crops in hundredfold and famine. A little prejudice concerning his children. You got to love your kids the same. Jacob had the problem too. But Isaac, he liked Esau. It should have been Abraham, Isaac, and Esau. Why? Why didn't Isaac care too much for Jacob? Now, Jacob, Rachel, uh, not Rachel, uh, Rebecca loved Jacob. Because Jacob is a mama boy. Esau is a man's man. The reason why Isaac wanted Esau to take it over, he can feed the tribe. He's a hunter. Women like him. He's a man's man. He can feed that tribe. He can take care of that. Now, Jacob, he's by his mama. Kind of a soft guy, but yet he rip you off quick as a second. I mean, he's a little gangster inside. I would call him a rascal. I mean, he, he rip you off. Ah, but God saw something in Jacob that Esau did not have. See, the world would love Esau. He's the hero. He can fix everything. I can take care of it, buddy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Jacob, oh, you got to be kidding me. I'll pick it like this. Esau, Ronald Reagan, Jimmy Carter, Jacob. Don't shout me down. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. I, I, I actually, I think probably one of the most intelligent presidents we ever had was Jimmy Carter. He was a nuclear physicist. The man was brilliant. Now he liked peanuts, but that's okay. Brilliant. God changed Jacob's name to what? Israel. But you notice this. He didn't have the same character that Abraham. They called, he said, no longer will your name be Jacob, it'll be called Israel. The next chapter, they called him Jacob again. Another chapter, then they called him Israel again. Why? Jacob, flip-flop. One time he's in, sometimes not. You know, got to know when to hold him. <laughs> know when to fold <laughs> This is Jacob. He did the flip-flopping everywhere. Abraham don't flip-flop. Right. See that? Prejudice with his kids. Loves Joseph. Loves Benjamin. That can cause some problems. Now, there's some of your kids, let's say if you've got more than one kid, some don't give you any trouble. You can love them easier. But you should love both of them or however many you have the same. You see what I'm saying? So you, then you'll understand this. We must bring passion to indifference and fervor to coldness. You see, so I made up my mind 
Now, I only have one daughter and one granddaughter. And there is no difference between the two, even though a generation between the two. Because without me, Jody would have never been born. Without Jody, Meredith wouldn't be born. But it started with me and Kathy, but mostly me. <laughs> she ain't here right now. Don't send this to my house. Well, you forgot to say it. Me. You see what I'm saying? And people say Jody is Jesse the Planets in a skirt. Well, Meredith, Margot Walker, I call her Eminem, she's kind of both of us. She's all of us. She's Jody, she's Kathy, she's me. You see, I will never die. Even if I died, because my DNA is in there. Do you realize you have the DNA of God Almighty in you? So you may be opposite attract or outcast attract, but you got God in you, the hope of glory. <sighs> Beware of lost ideals, lost enthusiasm, lost hope, and lost spiritual joy. I see it a lot in churches. Beware of lost ideals, lost enthusiasm, lost hope, and lost spiritual joy. What happens, Brother Jesse, if you see that? What do you do? You restore. You renew. You recreate. And you reconcile. When you see lost idea, lost enthusiasm, people are hurting, lost hope, lost spiritual joy, you restore. You renew. You recreate. You reconcile. So when I went and preached at that Jewish synagogue, he, they loved it. He says, Reverend Dr. Duplantis, you have an open invitation. You say such interesting things. My people love you. And I thought, hmm, thank you. I said, can I ask you something, Rabbi? Yes. I said, do you know that Jesus is Jewish? What's the matter? You don't like your own people? <laughs> and you know what he said, ma'am? This is what I'm talking about. You say such interesting things. <laughs> you come. Ah. Was I trying to convert him? No. I wish I could. If I could, I would. God, listen, God can't. God can't because he gave you free will to turn him down. Now, why would you do that? I don't know. But I decided to make the decision just to receive him. You know why? His spirit attracted me. And his anointing keeps me. So when I read Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Jesus, Jesse, I put myself in that lineage. So I learned to restore. So if somebody makes a bad mistake instead of beat their brains out, I want to restore them. Recreate it. Renew it. And reconcile it. Mm -hmm. See, we're all commanded to bring people into a new world and to make them realize they belong to it. Let me show you something. Kathy was trying to get me saved. Now, she didn't know any better. She said, you need to go to church. You know what I said? I've been to church. What do I want to do that for? Been to church. What she should have done was, you need to meet Jesus, then you need to go to church. How many times people went to church and sure didn't see what they were looking for? 
Hmm? I've been to church. Church never changed me. See, I needed a relationship. I started out with religion. Then I went to relationship. Then I went to fellowship. Boom, 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 boom. So I'd been to church. I didn't like it. But see, if I'd have been to Jesus, Marge, and then when I went to church, I would have liked it, see? I had to have a relationship. First, it started out in my mind as religion. But then it became relationship. Then it became fellowship. See, when you first start dating a girl or dating a, a man or whatever, you know, you start liking it, you form a relationship. You begin to form a Why? Because you go out and eat dinner. You might go on a date. I don't know, whatever you do. You know what I'm saying? But then as it gets thicker, you form a fellowship to something that the world doesn't understand until death do you part. That means that girl going to get mad at you. And you're going to get mad at her, but that don't mean you walk out the door. Why? Because you made a covenant promise. Like one man told me one time, he said, I said, uh, do you take this woman to be your love? Well, I'll love her as long as it lasts. I said, sit down, boy. Sit your ugly self down, son. We ain't doing this. There's no end to this. This is till death do you part. That's a fact. Anybody can walk out. And sometimes you want to. Just don't lie. You know it's the truth. You wouldn't say it, lady, but you know there's another man way better looking than the husband you got. <laughs> don't look at him. Just don't you say nothing because he'll get so mad. But so what? I asked Kathy today, right before I left. It just came up in my mind, Nikki, I don't know why. I've been married to this woman going 52 years, going to be 53 on July to, uh, June the 6th of this year. Yeah, give me a hand clap. I did good. <laughs> she did good. That doesn't mean we didn't have no arguments. Now, in those days, I had a body. <laughs> you got to see it by faith, but I had a body. <laughs> I had a six-pack. I got a keg now. Everything going south. Look, see how loose it is? It's all loose. Watch the difference between a man and a woman. Today in my den, actually she calls it the family room. I said, Kathy, it just came up my mind. I don't know why. What attracted you to me? Now I'm thinking, because I was a good-looking boy when I was young. You got to see it by faith. It's all gone now. But you know what I'm saying? Everything goes south. Even though you live in the north, your body going south. You know what she said? Your smile. My smile. My teeth. My smile. You got to be, you know, your personality. A man sees a woman, he ain't going. Doesn't she have a beautiful smile in her personality? Now he's thinking, tell me something good. Tell me, whoa, looks totally different, totally way of thinking. I said, oh, okay. And I met her at a swimming pool. I was a lifeguard. She was very shy. Oh, my Kathy wouldn't say two words to anybody, but she would talk to me. I'm trying to get her to get a date with my friend. I didn't know Kathy. 
I knew Matt. Matt liked Kathy. He said, but he, 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 the boy, he just was shy. I said, Matt, you're never going to get a girl. Because he get nervous when a girl get around. I said, women don't like that, Matt. Got to put a little Esau on this, you know what I'm saying? A little Esau. <laughs> you got to be a man, man. Come on, be a man. Suck it up, boy. Come on. You know. he, just, he just fall to pieces. I mean, just nervous. So he told me the five sisters were coming out. I didn't know them. Never seen them before in my life. And there they came. Kathy has five sisters, including her. All in bikinis. So I looked at him, I said, which one's Kathy? He says, the third one. I said, well, you take her, I'll take the one in front, in front of her. So I dated a sister. That's all I'm going to say about that. But anyway, I was crazy. I was a sinner. Oh, you got to understand. I didn't care about nothing. So I walked up there, I said, is your name Kathy? And I, you know, I mean, it's, man, and she said, yes. I said, I want you to meet Matt. I said, Matt, he's the other lifeguard. He was on the other side of the pool. We was on different side of the pool, you know. I said, this is Matt. I said, say hello to Matt. I said, Matt, say hello to Kathy. He goes, I said, Kathy goes, guess who got the prize? I'm not bragging on that. I said, Matt, you got the, you got, you got, you, you, you got to do better than what you're doing, Matt, or you're going to be a eunuch all your life. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You understand? You got to do something, you know? A good looking guy. I mean, and all that kind of stuff. But, she was attracted to me as a friend. So, you know, I'm friendly. You know, so I, I, yet we were totally opposite. Kathy, very shy. I'm not. I was very rambunctious. Now she's totally changed all that. She was such a wonderful person when she was young. <laughs> she used to believe everything I said. It was a great time in my life. But now if I say something, I ain't that dumb, stupid girl you married 52 years ago. I said, I miss her. I liked her a lot. She said, she's dead. I said, okay, I got it. <laughs> You've heard me say that before. I like saying it. You know. It's just so funny. But yet, we came together. And of all things in ministry, I'll be preaching in a different state, Ohio, tomorrow. She's in Louisiana. It's amazing how we do this. Now, what's amazing me about Jesus, he's with me and he's with her. How he does that, I don't know. But he does a very good job on it. See? So when I look at you tonight, I don't need none of your past or your present or your future. I just look for original goodness that God can work on. Nobody's perfect. People make mistakes, and that's common sense, you know. But that's why Jesus gave us grace. Not so you could sin more or to stop discipline in your life. No. He said, because you've got grace and sin abound, God forbid. Actually, if you understand what I'm talking about tonight, you really ought to have a hard time sinning. I, I don't sin every day. I don't, ma'am. I heard that all my life. Got to sin every day. That's a lie. We've all sinned, but we're not all sinners. We've been saved. And some things that the church said was sin was not sin. How can you hate someone or dislike someone 
because of the color of their skin. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. Why is somebody less if they're not your color? Who told you that? Who made you believe that? When God said, let us make man. He didn't say white man. He didn't say yellow man. He didn't say red man. He didn't say brown man. He didn't say black man. He said, let us make man. Man. Mankind. Where did we get this from? Satan? But I promise you, if you was a white man and you hated black people, you were drowning and a black man stuck his hand out to pull you out to save your life, you'd grab it. But I remember when I was a kid, black people couldn't swim in our swimming pools. In the public swimming pool. They had to have their swimming pool. Does that make any... I thought, why? That's sad. Yeah, it's sad. I remember when they integrated the schools. Especially in New Orleans, 1967. I was a senior in high school. I was so excited that South Down High School was coming to Terrebonne High School. Them guys could play football, man. Them black guys, you could hear them hit a mile away. And everybody was mad because the black people were coming to our school, except Jesse the Plymouth. Why are you so happy? I said, we're going to win some games. We're going to win some games, for God's sake, man. We're losing all the time. We're going to win some games. These guys are great. And I made a great friend a black and he was a fullback. That boy could run through iron. And his name was Jesse. He liked me and I liked him. I said, Jesse, how do you get through that line? He said, I just go through him. This guy could, he's just great. And a great guy. And people were mad at me because I'd eat lunch with him. Or if he ran out of milk and I had some milk left, I said, you want some of this, Jesse? Yeah, and he'd take it. And then I'd drink from it. Oh, you thought, oh. Silly. He passed away not too long ago. He was a great guy. Win games. Oh, man. You talk about a football player. He could have been in the NFL. But at that time, way back when, she certainly couldn't be a quarterback. Is that the stupidest thing you ever heard of in your life? You don't think God, God sense, got a sense of humor? Now in the NFL, about 70% of it is all black. <laughs> Where's the white guys? They're, only, they're, only, they're hurt. <laughs> Them black guys run, they run, you run, you run. Now they got some mean white guys, boy. I mean, they can play. Silliness. Because they didn't look for the goodness in people. Without sounding bragging, Marge, I did. And Jesse became my friend. And I didn't care who made, it made people mad. I said, you don't know him. That's a good man. Oh, man, I mean, we, you know, just friends. And of course, I was little, you know, but Jesse weighed 220 pounds, man. And about 6'1", 6'2". He could be a professional as a high school kid. Me, I weighed 129 pounds. 
I'm a little heavier than that now, but I mean, but I mean we were just good friends. Because I saw the goodness in him. And he saw the goodness in me. And you know, goodness will always overcome evil. It may take some time, but it will. So we would just walk down the hall and people would say slurs and all kinds of stuff. I believe I can say this here because I've been here almost 37 years. See, I'm a Cajun from South Louisiana. You know what they call us? Some people are prejudiced against us. They call us coon asses. Anybody ever heard that? Hold your hand up. They call it Cajun. Am I telling the truth? Oh, yeah. You never heard that before? Oh, yeah. If you're a Cajun, you're a coon ass. Now, that make Kathy mad as a hornet. That's, that's like calling a black man the N-word. Now, me, I don't care. You can say what you want. Well, one day, me and Jesse was walking to go get some lunch, and somebody called him a coon. He got mad. Now, Jesse could break this guy's head, crush it like a grapefruit, you know what I'm saying? And I said, whoa, Jesse, don't get too mad. I said, he's just an idiot. He said, that don't make me mad. I said, Jesse, they call me a coon ass. At least you're the head of the coon. I'm the back end, man. That's worse than you are. <laughs> he bust out laughing. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. I said, okay. I said, he's just an idiot. I said, you want to make him mad? Steal his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, son. And he was a good looking guy. As well as, you know, built. And you want to fight? You're going to lose. And that friendship lasted all those years. Because I saw the goodness in him. He saw the goodness in me. While we were yet sinners. A quest and a conquest. And Jesus looked at Zacchaeus and said, that's a good boy. He's the son of Abraham. Man. So we need to quit looking on the outside and start looking for the inside. So we can be attracted to each other. To have a quest and a conquest. To have restoration. And do it with tireless pursuit. And then let people see the love of God. That pass it all understanding. You know, this is not the America that I was raised in. It is not. And I don't like it. And I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's the end times. I know people said Jesus was coming to their lifetime, but they never seen what we see. Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man shall come. What was the days of Noah? What God Almighty said, man has corrupted himself. We have now corrupted ourselves. We're trying to tra- change a three-year-old child's mind, the, the sex or their gender. You've got to be one sick puppy to think like that. A three-year-old, you've got to teach a boy to be a boy. You've got to teach a girl to be a girl. You know, my, my God, they don't know. Man has corrupted himself. People don't think nothing about the church anymore, even the church. Now, I know of a minister right now, he's starting to grow marijuana. This church loves it. I guess so, they all stone. <laughs> you got great churches start drinking for you know what? They're chasing women, messing up. How can you hide molestation of a child and move somebody around 
so they can do it again. I understand you may be believing God for that person to be saved, but you got to protect the innocent. Like one lady told me, she said, I guess you pro-life. I said, yes, ma'am. Well, I'm pro-choice. I said, I'm glad your mama wasn't. <laughs> oh, she, she didn't know what to say. I said, I'm so glad your mama wasn't. Because if your mama was pro-choice, you wouldn't be here. Now, I'm going to tell you something going to shock you. So hang on to you, especially the women. Kathy couldn't believe I did this. But I was under the direction of the Spirit of God. We flew to Honolulu, Hawaii. I'm preaching all the time, constantly. And, you know, Kathy just loves Hawaii. I've been to Hawaii 107 times. I could be a guide. We're walking, we're walking. You know. Well, I took y'all to Hawaii. We took y'all to Maui. Remember? I, could, I took y'all. Anyway, let me show you. You know, but I preach, I, I preach on all them islands, man. I just, I, and the uh, original Hawaiians, they love me, you know. The, the, the original people's nations, they just love the American Indians. I love the American Indians. And I get to preach to the Navajo and the Apache. Oh, Lord. And the Lakota Sioux. They don't like to be called Sioux. It means snake. French name than that. They want to be called Lakota. So you got to know, you got to know all of a sudden. I mean, it's just, I mean, and the crow and, and the Blackfeet. I preach for all of them. Well, we go to Hawaii. So I said, Kathy, you know, and because see, I exercise a lot. I know how to get on time frames because I travel all over the world. You know, sometimes you're six, eight hours ahead. So I know what to do yeah. to get my body to mm. see some. You ever go a long way? All of a sudden you'd be walking and, you, and your body does that. That's your inner clock trying to adjust to the time frame you're on. Your body's pretty smart. You're not where you're supposed to be. What are you doing here? So we got to fix this. So. I said, I'm going to go walk down the beach there at Waikiki, Honolulu. It was at the Hilton Wine Village. I said, okay, so man, I walked all the way down Waikiki, past the Hilton Wine Village, walked down there, you know, and I'm coming back. And I'm just enjoying it, you know, and uh, um, Kathy said, Jesse, look at the ocean. I said, I've seen it. It's water. <laughs> I've flown over the Pacific Ocean so many times, the Atlantic, Lord Jesus. So here I'm walking, I see a lady sitting down, playing with her kids. Got like, like a three-year-old, like an eight-year-old, an 11-year-old, something like that. But not moving too much, but I see her kind of playing. And I look at her. Now I see the man, that's her husband, he's about maybe, I don't know, five yards away from me, you know, throwing a little ball to one of his kids and things like that. Y'all going to freak out. And I walked out and said, hello. She goes, hello. I said, you have stretch marks. <laughs> Somebody raised that woman from the dead back there. <laughs> Look at Nikki. You got to be kidding me. I said, you have stretch marks. She just goes, I said, you're a life giver. You create life. I'm so glad that you're a life giver. You know, I bear the marks of a Christian. Paul said that. I said, you're to bear the marks of life. She didn't know what to say. Her husband turns around to me and says, I've been trying to tell her that for years. He said, I love this woman. And she's worried about how she looks on this beach. 
These people, I don't know these people, they don't know me. Most people might get mad about that. Some of you women going, <laughs> you know, let me finish, okay? Get, you know, don't judge me. I said, you're a life giver. My God, girl, you have wonderful children. And he, her husband's got tears in her. He said, I've been telling her that for years. He said, she's wonderful. She's my wife. She gave me these beautiful children. And everything. I said, girl, be proud. You're a life giver. You look at your children. It just changed her life. Her husband said, thank you, sir. I talked to him for a minute, got something to drink, you know, got a Coke or something like that. People said, I can't believe you would say such a, you good God. So I go in and I said, Kathy, I just met this lady and I, seen, I told her that she had a stretch mark. What? You did what? You crazy fool, you idiot. I said, whoa, come on, you devil, I bind you. Hang on a second, you're already judging me too. I told her she was a life giver. She goes, uh, what? I said, she bears the marks of life. <laughs> Women still can't handle it going. <laughs> you ought to have seen them the next day. She was running all over the beach with her kids, playing. I looked at him and went, he said, you changed her life, man. I said, I didn't, the Lord did. I said, she, she's an honored person. I said, who knows? Maybe one of your kids might be president one day. Who knows? You see, I bear the marks of a Christian. I'm proud of that. Now, some people think it's kind of silly. You talk about God all the time. Is there anything bigger? I bear the marks. I'm a life giver. See? You change people's lives. I'll say this in close. Do people remember what you say? Who said this? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Who said it? Who said this? Four score and seven years ago, our forefather brought before us a new... Who? Who said this? I have a dream. Who said this? Pharaoh! Let my people go. Who said this? Come to me, all you that labor and the heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Let's see if you know this. Who said this? We'll fight them on the beaches. We'll fight them in the streets. We'll fight them in the buildings. We shall never surrender. Churchill. Yeah. Well, you people know. Will anybody remember what you said? Will anybody ever remember what you said? Well, if you want to be remembered for what you said, say what Jesus said. And what did Jesus say? I only say what my father says. And I only do what my father says to do. I'm Jesse Duplantis, and I approve this message. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't doubt that that lady, and that was about 10 years ago, will never forget what I said. You have stretch marks. 
You are a life giver. I guess the kid's not probably married. Jesus said that to Zacchaeus thousands of years ago. And we're still talking about it. Did you enjoy it tonight? Give Jesus one more hand clap. Um, in just a minute, we're going to receive an offering for this ministry. Only believe ministries have been so kind to me over these years. I never charge people when I go. I pay my own expenses. I don't care if it's overseas. So what you give tonight, 100% goes into world evangelism. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, what are you going to do with this offering this year? You know what I'm going to do? Kathy came up to me and said, Jesse, do you know how many people in the world speak Spanish? <laughs> Just out the blue. I said, no. She said, 750 million people speak Spanish. I said, okay. She said, we want to touch them. We want to put everything we have in our ministry in the Spanish, in what we call good Spanish. And I didn't know there was such a thing as bad Spanish, but there is a such a thing. You know, there's different dialects and things of that nature. Now, we need $250,000, so, so give it to us. So I did. That's just the beginning. She said, will you believe him? I said, oh, Kathy, you know I'm a visionary. I said, I'll get all 750 million of them. So if you don't mind, this is your money and not mine. Not one nickel or dime will go to meet my expenses. I'll take care of all that myself. I'm going to put this to the Spanish-speaking peoples of the world so we can get them to know who Jesus Christ is. And I'm going to tell you something now. We started this thing. We got people in Venezuela. They said, we understand everything you do because now it's in their languages and everything. We're just doing everything. They said, my God, man. You know, you say such, really, you make the Bible so simple. Like my good friend in Toronto, Canada, she's a pastor. Her name is Susan Kitely. You know what, you know what kind of compliment she gave me? She said, Brother Jesse, you make Jesus irresistible. You know what I thought of, man? Simply irresistible. <laughs> Remember that song? <laughs> Crazy song. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't mind, don't get mad at me when you get to heaven. There'll be a bunch of people in your front yard saying, Feliz Navidad. Because <laughs> we're going to get them saved. We're going to bless them. And it is happening. I got people working 24-7. What Eric said, from January 2020 to the end of December of 2022, over 47,238,000 people Contact that have got born again and touched by us. God, that's a, this technology is amazing. Not counting ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, a Good Morning, uh, 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 PBS, uh, the Victory Channel, TBN, uh, Daystar, uh, all the other different things. I'm going to ask you to do your best. If you're writing a checkout, make it out to Only Belief Ministries. They will issue us one thing. And I promise you, I won't touch a nickel or a dime of it. It's not mine. See, if I can get this done, and I will, when the gospel is preached to the world, the end shall come. I'm also going to tell you this, the anointing of increase is on me. Is it on me, Nikki? You've seen it. Oh, I got to watch what I say because I get it. 
spiritually, physically, financially, constantly. Constantly. God's always doing something. I said, God, why do you do that? He said, because I can trust you. Okay, is that what you want me to do? That's what I'll do. So I'm going to ask you to do your best. Don't give me anything that belongs to this church. Or if you're visiting your church, give what the Lord tells you to give. Because God's not going to hurt Peter, Phyllis Dozak to help Jesse to plant us. We're on the same team. And I love preaching in his pulpit. Look how tall I look. <laughs> I know he's watching right now. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> What a blessing. Are you ready to touch the Spanish-speaking peoples of the world? You give me $1,000, I'll touch 1000 of them. Come on, Mishokon. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You give me $1,000, I'll have them done by Friday. I'll get it by Friday. I know how to do it. I have the technology to do it. I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. God has been so good and gracious. So ushers, get ready to receive tonight's offering. Oh, do y'all bring it to the front? Oh, y'all bring oh, Yeah, y'all got them big silver buckets. Okay, y'all bring them up here. That's how y'all do that? Okay, whatever y'all normally do, go ahead. Y'all got the biggest offering buckets I've ever seen in my... Yeah, R.W. Schambach must have come here. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he used to use garbage cans. Yes. Oh, really? But used garbage cans. He'd fill them up. So if you're going to give tonight, I'm going to ask you to get out of your seat and come. I'm not, the service is not over yet. I just want to pray for you in a minute. But if you're going to give them, go ahead and stand up and come forward and go ahead and give your offering as the Lord directs you. And I hope you can hear the Spanish-speaking peoples of the world getting born again. We're going to touch them and bless them and help them and honor them. Thank you for giving to this ministry. Oh, and the hundredfold, brother, it's on me. Yeah, I understand. The hundredfold's on me, sir. I'm going to believe for a hundredfold for you guys. Not a hundred times, that's mathematics. You need a hundredfold. How you doing, Pop? Doing all right. I'll be I mean, I'll, Monday. What's that? I'll be 85 Monday. 85. You sure look good, son. I like them boots, too. You're looking sharp. <laughs> he said, I'm going to be 85. Praise God. God bless you. He does. This is my first time, but it won't be my last. Thank you. She said, this is her first time, but it won't be her last. God bless you. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. People are giving from all over. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Ooh, what a blessing of the Lord. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Isn't the Lord so good and gracious? My God, look at my little man coming with an orphan here. What a blessing of God. Oh, well, thank you. How old are you, son? Seven. Seven? I used to be seven. You don't believe? He goes, you got to be kidding me. Give him a hand clap. It's his birthday. He wanted to come see us tonight. Isn't that a blessing of the Lord? Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you, young man. What a blessing. I'm, 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 I'm going to touch these Spanish-speaking people. I, I'm a visionary. I'm a vision specialist. I don't mean not to be arrogant. That's just the way I am. Pray. This is for me personally? Well, thank you. I received it. What is that? Oh, well, thank you. Oh, I will find out. One day I'm going to be as tall as you, sweetheart. Hello, I'm believing God. That's a beautiful lady. Glory to God. Could you hold that for me? Yes, sir. Go put that. Yeah. Isn't that a blessing? Anyone else? Okay. Everyone stand to your feet. Would you pray in the Holy Ghost for a minute? I know it's 8.06. Actually, my time is 7.06. I come out of uh, Central Time. Pray with me in the Holy Ghost. The Lord healing people in here. Saving people in here. 
helping people, angels on assignment, to go get what you need. Ministers sent forth to minister to people. I want you to look at me when I say this. You know what my theme is for 2023? If you keep the faith, everything is yours. If you keep the faith, he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Everything, spiritual, man, physical, financial, everything. Everything you see as you go home tonight or tomorrow or next week belongs to you, lock, stock, and barrel. How do I know that? Because when God created this planet, there were no sinners. He created it for his children. You're God's child. Satan came in and stole it all. He's a thief. He don't kill you first. He steals from you. He steals, then he kills, he destroys. Just keep praying with me real quick and let the Holy Ghost just flow inside of you. Some of you have been hurting bad inside. Hadn't been an easy year, 2022. But the turnaround is here, saith the Lord. The turnaround is here. You, He said, tell those that are, since you have won the test, you came through. There's a lady here, you're having a hard time forgiving yourself. The Lord told me to tell you, he finds no fault in you. See how God looks at people as compared to the way people look at people. God found no fault in Zacchaeus. He's the son of Abraham. I hear footsteps and there are people, yes, family people coming. They're going to get saved this year gloriously. Gloriously. He said, if people will keep the faith, they will have a hard time getting sick. Things may come by, but they will bypass you. And your age has nothing to do with this. Nothing. Pray with me in the Holy Ghost. There's six people here tonight. You're worried about dying. Why are you concerned about that when death and life's in the power of your tongue? So you want to live, speak life. That's all you got to do. And your body will hear it. Say it out loud. So your body and mind will hear what your spirit is saying. Some of you need some money. The Lord told me to tell you how much. Don't be afraid to give me a figure. Pray about it. And see if I can't do what I say. I'm El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. I know you need finance because you live in an economic world. So it's not greed to ask. It's growth. Yeah, growth. Can't you see that? All God wants to do is cause you to grow. So do you know Jesus tonight or do you know about him? So many people know about him, man, but they don't know him. I happen to know him personally. I got born again. I wouldn't lie to any of you people. I've had too many people lie to me. It hurts when you find out people lie to you. I told God, if you ever do anything with my life, I'll live this gospel. 
Some people think I got scandals. I've never had a scandal. They just lie about me because I'm all over television. Satan's trying to shut it down and he just can't do it. And he's tried so many times. He will not do it. He's blinded to the fact. Let the Lord come in your life. Would everybody pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, I ask you, come into my life. Forgive me of all my sin. I confess my sin this day. Wash my sin away. I accept you right now as my Lord and Savior. I pray this prayer to the Father in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a hand clap. You just got born again with a simple prayer. I'm almost finished. Just a minute. Just keep praying with me. Head up and eyes open. And let me have your hand, sweetheart. Lord said, tell her to ask me for more. I want to do more. I'm in a given mood. I like to do more. I want you to see the things you've always wanted to see. And I want you to understand that, that you're not praying wrong. Don't worry about your age. Age has nothing to do with me. But if thou will believe me, I will cause you to see all that you ask. All you got to do is believe it. Don't be concerned about the time frame. I will not lie. I will accomplish what I said to you this night if you believe me. And I know you will, saith the Lord. People, lift your hands up and thank God for that. You can live as long as you want. It's all within your mouth. All you got to do is say it. And I'll cause angels to bring it to you. That's why I call them ministering spirits. And I appreciate your tenderness in your heart toward me. Because when my, when my kids mess up, I just go look at you. And you make me feel good. Because you got a wonderful heart toward me. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. People keep praying with me. Come on. Holy Ghost is here. Isn't this something? Oh. Let me have your hand, sir. Lord, tell me, tell you, what do you, what do you want? I, I don't want to know about your needs. I'll take care of that. I want to give you what you want. I'm a God that gives wants. That's why t- David said, the Lord's my shepherd. I shall not want. So make a want list. Write it down. Give me a job to do. And see if I'll not do what I said, saith the Lord. People, lift your hands up. Thank God for that. I wouldn't mind having that myself. I heard you the first time you prayed. Boy, Satan tried to stop everything, shut it down. Who but he cannot. I'm going to put so many barricades against Satan, he ain't going to be able to see you. It's going to happen so fast. You're going to say, God, how did you do this? He needs to tell us surprise, surprise, surprise. Because great surprises are coming. Saith the Lord. People, lift your hands up and thank God for that. Come on, let's just thank the Lord. Just let People get nervous when you walk down aisles. They, oh, they start repenting. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Should never have, you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. My Lord, yeah. Got some good people in here tonight. He said, tell all of this. In the second round, I'm in a given mood. 
All you got to do is ask me. Lord said, say it, Jesse. He's not the right man. Looks like it. Sounds like it. But he has an agenda. Within six days, he will go away. And you will meet the right man. He's already coming to you. I want to know who that is. I kind of, I'm kind of nosy, you know what I'm saying? He said, ain't none of your business. I said, well, why'd you tell me that? He said, that's for her. It's going to feel a little hurt when he leaves. But it'll heal very, very fast when you see the Prince Charming that I have for you. Six days. People, lift your hands up and thank God. Excuse me, ma'am. I'm going to walk in here just real quick. How you doing, sweetheart? He said, tell her this. The past never sees the future. That what has ever happened in the past does not exist no more. Never speak of it. Never think about it. And I'll create your present. And I'll create your future. And you'll smile on the inside and the outside. Because you're a thinker. You notice a lot of things that a lot of people don't realize you notice. But I want you to know something. There's nothing you can't do. Nothing. Mm. And I just hear harsh words spoken to you in the past, even as a child. Yeah, Lord. He said, tell her I got good things for her. So when that thought comes in your mind, say this, that's not my thought. My thoughts are lovely, just good, report, and pure, and virtuous. I think on these things. Remember what I'm saying, because I'm not speaking to you. That's the Lord Jesus Christ talking to you here, because he knows where you are. He knows what you've been through. And it's time for you to have some happy times. Some glorious times. Some joyous times. And it begins tonight, say of the Lord. That's for you. Give the Lord a hand clap. I wouldn't mind having that myself, girl. <laughs> Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Ooh. Isn't that good? Lift your hands up one more time. Just thank the Lord. Oh, I'm just kind of walking back here. I guess I'm messing up the cameras and all that, but that's all right. Hallelujah. So y'all didn't think I'd come back here. Y'all sitting all the way in the back, huh? <laughs> just thank the Lord. Come on, just thank the Lord. As I'm walking, the anointing of God is walking with me. How you doing, sir? God bless you. And it's flowing here. You need some help. Mm, you need some help, man. Can I pray for you, sweetheart? Sent me all the way back here. Can I have you a little bit? Could you step down just for a second? You need some help. You know, they call the Holy Spirit the helper. Now, can you imagine? I'm all the way up in that front, and he sends me all the way back here. Step forward. Lift your hands up. I want you to take a portion of my joy. 
Moses had, God took 70 parts of Moses' spirit, put it on 70 elders. Moses still had enough left to whip the devil. Father, let the joy of the Lord that's in me come on her, in her and help her spiritually, physically, financially. Lord, take away the hurt and the pain. Minister to her today, Lord Jesus. You sent me all the way back here. You made me fly 754 miles to say this today. Help her, Lord. Bless her. Honor her. Look at me. I wouldn't lie to you. Everything's going to be okay. God's got to work out some things. He's going to do it. I lost my husband and my mom this year. I lost my husband and my mom this year. Understand. Just watch what God's going to do. Girl, you're at the right place at the right time. And look at this. I was way down there. And God knew where you were. Good things. Somebody shout over that, will you? Come on, come on, give the Lord a better hand clap than that. You can't carry the weight. That's not your job. I'll carry this church. I'll carry this. Don't carry it no more. Have fun. Have fun. When I want you to have fun. Don't worry about your kids. Don't worry about this place. Don't worry about your parents. Don't carry that. I've signed a covenant with all of them. I'll take care of them. And don't forget how it was to be 17. <laughs> and the young things. Lord, touch Nikki. The strength of the Lord be on her and in her and around her and all that she sets her hand to do. In Jesus' name. People, lift your hands up one more time and thank God. Well, we've had a good time tonight, haven't we, so far? And it's still dark. I just came back from Rodney Hyde Brown preaching for him in November. We had a five-album Sunday morning service and a five-hour Sunday night service, and nobody left. And I, I'm not kidding you. And Rodney told me, he said, now listen, we're going to sing one hour. He said, I'm going to do an offering teaching for one hour. I'm going to do testimonies for one hour. I want you to preach at least an hour and a half. Then I want you to pray for people. Minister. I thought, we ain't going to eat lunch until 3 o'clock. And we did. And then I was back at the church at 6.30. And got out at 11.30. And nobody left. And he said something that I thought was amazing. He said, we spend thousands and thousands of dollars on publicity to get people to come to church and release them in 50 minutes. I never thought of it like that. Thousands and thousands of dollars. He said, man, I'm going to show them what the church's all about. Not one person left. Can you believe that? That was amazing. Tomorrow at 10 o'clock, we'll be here. Hallelujah. You don't have a good church? Here's a good one. How do you know? I'm here. Amen. And what is wrong with a church named 
only believe. That's why I start my ministry out every year ahead. And I told, uh, you know, Peter and Phyllis and all, you know, you don't have to have me every year. I mean, you know, I understand. But I think it's my 36th or 37th year. I started out when this didn't exist. All I saw was corn. I thought, Jesus, look at the land. I got to meet Marge. I thought, man, that's a tall woman. Then I met her husband. Jesus, I got to eat some corn so I can grow. <laughs> I'd like to be as tall as you, Marge. I see her in the back. But when I saw her husband, I thought, Jesus. I said, man. They're growing big in Ohio. It's the corn. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I had a, such a wonderful time flying in. I was looking at your state as I was flying in. There was no snow, but it was like all manicured. I guess you just did all your crops or something, whatever you did. I mean, it, I thought, look, look at the land. We have no land in New Orleans. It's all swamp. If you got an acre of land, that's big. You buy a 50-foot wide 100-foot lot on the lakefront, it starts at $550,000. 50-foot wide. And look at the land you got. If I had your land, I could be a trillionaire. <laughs> Selling it to the people of New Orleans. My God. Thank you for coming today. Did you learn something today? Yeah. Let me just say this. If you felt like an outcast, Jesus knew where you were because they called him an outcast. If you feel totally different, opposites attract. Good church to come to. I forgot to address the people that are watching online and all the different places. Thank you. If you ever get a chance to come to Botkins, Ohio, come and sense this great anointing in this place. Such a blessing of the Lord. Jesus is so good. Are you coming, Eric, to take this, or who else is coming to take it? You are? Oh, okay. Yes, give Jesus a hand clap as Brother Eric claps. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir.